I am a firm believer that you create health from within. That everything that you eat, consume, watch, read, drink, anything, listen to, benefits you and your health. All right, we're here in the studio with Zaina Hatar, chef, dietitian, saxophonist, DJ in training. Zaina, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so we want to get right into it. Um, I know that you and I met when um, uh, I was on a gig at a wedding, right? You uh, you approached me. I sure did. Yeah, ever so <laughs> eagerly. Ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, your 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 outgoing uh, um, energy, I think, is what like drawn me towards like you know what what's a a really good friendship I think now between the two of us. And um, you came up to me asking if I taught saxophone lessons, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. and um, I just kind of want to hear a little bit about what what drives you to try all of these different trades because like you're somebody who I know loves to get your hands on like everything that you love to do. So like what what made you want to choose um, saxophone? So for the wedding that you're talking about, my cousin got married and um, previously for her bachelorette, we went to New Orleans and saw, you know, performers performing jazz music. And I'm a huge, huge fan of reggae music. I mm. love reggae. Mm -hmm. You know, I can listen to it for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. No problem. I'll never get full of it. And there's a lot of sax and reggae music. I find myself gravitating to hearing that instrument just because it's so powerful mm -hmm. in any song. And so I'm, you know, like I see this you, this guy. I'm like, oh, my cousin got a sax performer at her <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go ask him if he teaches. So that's what inspired me was actually seeing you basically a few days later and taking it as a sign, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, let me go see if he teaches. And, you know, I'm like, hey. Yeah. Yep. And we started lessons and yeah, yeah. overall it just like evolved into a friendship. And um, you introduced me to uh, like some other things that you like to do. I know that um, cooking is a big thing for you. Like, uh, Tell me a little bit about your uh, your start for cooking. Like, how'd you fall in love with that? So I fell in love with cooking at a very young age. Um, being Middle Eastern, you know, we have my actually funny thing. My mom doesn't cook at all. Oh. So I grew up with both of my grandmas cooking for us, mm -hmm. and so I would watch my grandma cook and always try to join her in in the kitchen. And um, I mean, just playing around, I guess, the smells, the sounds, the activity of chopping things and sauteing and yeah. all that jazz really got me excited. And it was fun, right? It is. Yeah. It's very fun. And so I pursued culinary arts. I went to culinary school in 2017. Actually, I finished in 2017, uh, which was in Arizona. And um, yeah, that's, you know, I just, I really wanted to learn cooking. Yeah. And I just find it such an amazing form of art mm -hmm. to share with people and nourish them and fill them up with something that you can create from anywhere Absolutely. to represent any kind of culture, mm -hmm. you know, and bring people together at yeah. a table. And that's why I like cooking because yeah. it just brings people together. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> 
Was there like yeah. a, a favorite dish that you had that you used to make at home that kind of got you into it where you're like hands on with your family? You know, I always tried to make different things because growing up, I ate a lot of Middle Eastern food and I was just always so tired of it. Okay. And, you know, now as an adult, I appreciate it. And because it takes so much work to, to make these dishes. Yeah, a lot of prep. Yeah, a lot of prep. And so I... um. I mean, I always say I just cook seafood very well. I like fish. I love any kind of raw fish, cooked fish, fish stew, whatever. Uh, I I believe I was I was made to be part of the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> but that just could be me being a Pisces. I don't know. <laughs> a Pisces as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I I would say just fish. But I remember and I was saying this to Marcus, my first dish that I ever cooked was chicken. And I was super excited about it. Um, It was lemon, parsley, chicken with my grandma. I told her, don't touch anything. I'm going to do it all. And I was I want to say like seven or eight. I was very young and it came out of the oven. The skin was golden. But then you open up the chicken and it's raw. And this is, you know, like my lesson learned (laughs) (laughs) to ask for help when needed. (laughs) it's <laughs> awesome so you know being inspired as a young chef uh now you're older you're you're doing it professionally you're doing some catering gigs right mm-hmm. tell me about your experience like with those a little bit so catering is can be really fun and can be really hectic it's nice to do it with a team mm-hmm. usually i tend to do it by myself just because I feel like I can I have it under control, but then, uh, you know, sometimes I'm always rushing. I'm like, I wish I had an extra hand, but it's um, it's really enjoyable because you get to execute what the guest wants. You know, I cater. I don't do anything like coursed meals. I'll do a bunch of large appetizer tables okay. or charcuterie tables. And they've been really fun and artistic in a way where I've developed a way to play with fruit and make it look artistic. Yeah. Like making stars out of it or filling up a papaya with blueberries instead of its own seeds. So it's its own bowl. And, you know, just like centerpieces. Yeah. There's, you know, one of my instructors in culinary school for our graduation, he carved a watermelon. Okay. And it said like ACI, which Arizona Culinary Institute, like graduating class of 2017. And I was after that, I bought a fruit carving kit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never really got into that because it's just kind of hard. Yeah. So I'm just really good at cutting things and with a knife. And you know, I've plenty of burns and nicks everywhere. But those are all. Mm-hmm. Those are all. You know, I want to say um, my knowledge scars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, knowledge marks. So not only like the love of cooking, but uh, the artistry of it, like oh, you fell in love with yeah. presentation. I love presentation. Mm-hmm. Like I did a little bit of food photography and food styling in the past. And okay. that, you know, as a as a kid growing up and watching the Food Network and the food, you know, I've, I would always look at everything like, oh, wow, they presented that. So I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do that. I want to have that opportunity. And I think, it, you know, I believe in the power of manifestation yeah, and absolutely. attracting, you know, what you want. And so I guess throughout the years of me saying, oh, I could do that. Like, I, I can handle that, whatever, whatever. My cousin calls me. He's like, hey, I have a job for you. I'm like, okay, what's the job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turned out to be a food stylist. And the guy who hired me goes, have you ever had any experience styling food? I said, No. <laughs> 
I was like, I could send you some things I've done, you know, just on my phone. He goes, sure, come in and we'll do a trial run. Okay. So I came in and then I did, I started shooting videos at first. So we were doing like food videos. And then later I became the executive like decision maker for content and then creating and developing the style for certain products okay. to be featured in these dishes. And it's basically like the the products line of photos for advertising. Like mm -hmm. each month there'd be like, you know, November, December, I'd gauge it towards like a gift or something, something nice. Anyways, it just fell in my lap. Okay. And I was like, okay, I manifested that. I could do whatever I want. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So styling and art, food. You, you said you like to you like to work with a team when you're in the kitchen. I'm I'm just curious because I know myself. I, I enjoy cooking too. And especially when I have people coming over or something like that to, to make a dish for people. If, but if, if I'm at home by myself, like I, I'm making, I don't know about you, Marcus, but I'm, I'm making rice. I'm making, yeah, I hate it. I'm making pasta. <laughs> I'm, like I'm not doing <laughs> not anything, not doing anything fancy. Is that yeah. kind of, do you feel the same way? Like, is it when you're by yourself at home, is it kind of like a job or, oh, yeah. or do you feel like you like really like explore and try different things when you're on your own? No, when I'm at home and then it's funny, my family doesn't eat much of my food at home. No? They're like, oh, you cook too healthy. Oh. They're like, oh, it's not, you know. And um, no, I find myself making really quick dishes. Like, and I want to even call it cheat, like they're cheat codes, you know. I've just developed a habit of cleaning out my fridge and using what I have. Mm. So, I'm not, you know, it's also a sense of creativity. Like, what can I make with these three ingredients? Mm -hmm. I pretend like I'm on Chopped or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what the show is called, which, whichever one where they give them the basket, mm -hmm. yep. you know. And so I think it is Chopped. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it, it's no, I'm not like that. I don't, I don't. So it's always fun for you. Yeah, and That's it's awesome. and it's chill. I don't get like high strung. I I like help, but I tend to delegate. Like if you do something that I didn't ask you to do, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I'm just like because you know everything is organized, mise en place, put in place. And there's a purpose and a reason for things to be done in a certain way and manner. Well, I guess in a way you have to be kind of organized to be trying and doing all these different things. You know, I think that's uh, probably yeah. a big part of why you're so successful. At it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But there's so much improvement to be done always. <laughs> yeah. So um, we talked about uh, saxophone. We talked about cooking. And I know like when I brought up the the skill of like wanting to learn how to DJ, you immediately like jumped on that too. Like you're like, oh yeah, like I definitely want to get into that too. Yeah. Um, and I know that you've practiced aerial arts and you've um, practiced different things in like Eastern medicine. Like, what what draws you to to these different things? And like, um, how, how do you choose which path that you want to go on? Like when you find these different things that you love. So when I find when something catches my interest, mm -hmm. like oh, this is captivating. This this girl is falling from a ceiling on on a silk, mm -hmm. you know, curtain. What the hell? Mm -hmm. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like and then I've, you know, I've done like MMA. I love kickboxing. I think just anything that has to do other than and I love playing sports and being active. Mm -hmm. So if you find something that is different and you enjoy it and you're active and you're like you know elevating your heart rate and learning a new skill that's what gravitates me towards choosing that direction you know or choosing that um path but i 
you know, I just and I say this to all of my aunts because they're like, Zena, you're all over the place. Okay. When are you going to do when are you going to pick something and settle with it? I'm like, why? Right. Like we're limitless as a human. Why settle? It's like you put limit on yourself Mm -hmm. when you're like, oh, I only play basketball. I'm not going to go play volleyball. Mm -hmm. No, soccer is not my sport. Why aren't you going to go try it? You know? Yeah, I feel like I mean. I do these things and I'll do them for months at a time and then I'll, I I keep up with it, but it's not like a, a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I like to put my, yeah, wet my toes and then eventually I go for a swim and then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll swim a couple miles and then come back and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, um, yeah, that my answer is just that you're limit, like you put limits on yourself. So I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I think that's why I choose to try so many things. Yeah. Because then, you know, you meet so many people Mm -hmm. when you're diving in and like DJing. Like I have a twin brother and he got a turntable for Christmas five years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's always like, oh, I want to be a DJ. Like I want to get into it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So me and a couple of his friends went in. We got him a turntable set and um, he never used he it. He hadn't touched it the whole time. It's it was collecting dust. And Marcus is over here like, I'm gonna start DJing. <laughs> I, I have a turntable. I want I wanna start. I wanna do it. Like I love reggae music and mm-hmm. I went to this one place, it's called the dub club. Okay. Where it's just re- a reggae DJ. And he's churning and you know, and using um some vinyls too, like old, super cool. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, so he's doing it old school. Old school. Switching the vinyls. But like and... half and half. Okay. You know? And then I was I was with a group of friends and we we're just like, he's good, but we can be better. <laughs> you know, we're like, this is good, but he could have like, we're already thinking about the other songs that, you know, mesh well. And yeah, just again, like huge reggae fan. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything with reggae, I would love. I aspire to be a reggae DJ. Awesome. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> So. Well, and and I hear you rap a little bit. I <laughs> I like to freestyle. You I like guess. to freestyle? Yeah, in my free time when I'm driving in the car by myself, or you know, as a speech for someone, on occasion. On occasion, <laughs> yeah, but not but not live on a podcast. No, so. I okay. mean it. Does, uh, not gonna not gonna give us a taste. <laughs> if there's a good beat, you know, <laughs> but we might have to edit it out if it's bad. Yeah, we won't put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, your, your practice as a, as a dietitian, because, um, you know, we, we live in, uh, you know, a Western world, like most of the people that we interact with, but you're practicing like, um, Eastern medicine and like practices, um, like t- tell me a little bit about that and how you got into that and what you think like the benefits are or like, um, tell me about that lifestyle. I am a firm believer that you create health from within that everything that you eat consume watch read drink anything listen to benefits you and your health Mm -hmm. so like 80 percent of chronic disease and illness can be prevented through good diet and here in america we have the obesity epidemic like diabetes is uncontrolled you're getting young kids who are just literally drinking coke as water Mm -hmm. it's just a astonishing to me and it makes me really sad actually it's really just become it, like a very normalized it's so normal mm-hmm. they're like oh here's your kids meal with xr tries i'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> since when since when does eating like plain old turkey sandwich become bad right. you know <laughs> like or whatever and, and fast food is 
it's so accessible now with DoorDash and all these, you know, companies that are like, let me deliver it to your house. Here's 25. I just got a $25 free coupon mm-hmm. on my email for Uber Eats. I don't even use Uber Eats. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I might as well use it. I'm going to get free food. <laughs> and I'm looking at all these options. I'm like, oh, they make it so easy for people. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to go get it anymore. You, no. They're, they want you to be lazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, oh my, they don't even want you to get up to the fridge to like grab a glass of water, add a bottle of water to your order. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? But um, that's why like nutrition. So growing up, you know, my dad has diabetes and I've had so many family members who just, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure, all of this. And I know that I I have my own tendencies. Like I'm addicted to sugar. I love sweet things. And I'm like, Same. you know, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's evident that sugar is just as addictive as cocaine. Mm. Yeah. And so we are so registered and programmed like, oh, I want to eat this sugary croissant or mm. this buttery sweet croissant with my sugary coffee. Let me start my day off like this. And then throughout the day, you're going to continue wanting to eat the same things and you're not creating these healthy habits. So the reason why I got into dietetics and nutrition is to help. I know I'm on my own path of recovery and healing and health. And so I want to help people like I want if you enjoy, you know, chatting and sparking up a conversation, if you can just grasp anything like my job here in this world, like on this planet is to just keep dropping seeds. Yeah. And I hope eventually you'll find someone else who can help water it or sow it or you do it yourself. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I'm into nutrition. Like, I just want to help people like seeing my dad suffer. It's just it's it's horrible and and it puts such a a mood on people like you don't realize how people are actually like depressed mm-hmm. and upset and they think like their life is not as shiny and bright as someone else who you see is like being physically active and f- and filling their body with fuel and nutrients it's just such a different it has kind of an overlapping effect on your me- overall mental health and everything you know mental physical spiritual mm-hmm. yeah it's all linked and it's just that's the message like that's the goal that i'm what i'm trying to do with dietetics is to just help people like help the community help friends and family whenever i can even help myself yeah you know because how i can't also firm believer like if you're ill get better and then help others Mm -hmm. don't try to do it while you're in this state you know because you should be taking care of yourself. Yeah, always. you have to help yourself before you yeah. can help others. Well, I, I love what you said about the, you know, health starts from within. It does. You know, and um, I know, I know myself, uh, coming from like a competitive background in skating, where I was training every day, I, I could eat whatever I wanted mm-hmm. and and not gain a pound. You're burning so many calories. Was completely healthy. Um, kind of transitioning to just performing, where you're just kind of maintaining and doing like shorter intensity things. To now where I'm, you know, retired from skating and uh, 80% of my work's at my computer editing. Mm. I've definitely noticed a difference in and how quickly, you know, I've gained, especially over COVID and things yeah. shutting down as well. A lot of people, uh, how much how much weight I've gained just in the last year, just with that uh, transitioning to a different mm-hmm. type of work, different type of uh, lifestyle. I know uh, Los Angeles is kind of, I think I think in general, Los LA is kind of a health conscious fitness conscious uh 
town. There's a lot about entertainment industry here and yeah. for better, for worse. Yeah, you know, I'm like for worse. <laughs> yeah, probably for probably for worse. You know, people kind of have an image of what they're supposed to be yeah. and look like. Um, but for for like everyone out there who's like kind of grinding and doing all these different things and having trouble maybe finding time to go to the gym or or they just go to the Uber Eats because it's quick and fast. Or you know, even for myself who's kind of making this transition, what kind of a, a dietitian advice would you would you have for us? That's a great question. Yeah. Okay, so like as for example, I said I ordered Uber Eats not too long ago. Yeah. Just choose a better option. Yeah. No need to order, you know, deep fried, heavy duty, mac and cheese, sloppy joe. I don't oh. know. They come up with the most insane things so, nowadays. So, so I don't need an extra large pizza dress for myself. You know? <laughs> Listen, all my favorite things. Just <laughs> 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 this, this sucks. <laughs> No, we're addicted. We're we're super addicted. No, that's absolutely. But yeah, like we just, you know, I mean, there's always a better option out there. There's always a better way. If you, and then mind you how some people say, they're like, oh, this just, if you get a salad, watch out. The dressing's just as fattening as this burger. Like yeah. I would go for the burger. Like I'll, mm. you know, I'm definitely one for sustenance. Like if something has a good protein, has a good fat, and is lower carb, it's going to satiate you. It'll keep you full. It'll keep you focused and energized throughout the day to do what you need to do, okay. you know? So just that's it. Like, just choose a better option. The nothing that's super carb heavy, like, like just, you know, mac and cheese. Like, right. at least put some meat in there or something, you know, some sort of protein, plant protein, whatever you can get in there. You want to make sure that you're filling up your body yeah. so that you're not, you know, running on low yeah. constantly. Well, and if you're not running on low, then yeah. you have a little more energy. Maybe you make it to the gym that day. Yeah. You know, it all kind of compounds. Or even, right? you know, like I'm a huge advocate. I just tell people, I'm like, go on a walk. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Wake up half an hour earlier. Start your day off with a walk. See the difference it's going to make throughout your day. And when you start your day on a positive note, let's say you're even eating, you know, you're making yourself a smoothie instead of going to the coffee shop and grabbing like a sugary latte. Mm -hmm. Your whole day gets gets put and set on that note mm -hmm. like i did this this morning i'm going to continue doing this mm -hmm. i'm not going to go back track and you know go get my donut or whatever i know i like i love krispy Kreme. i like <laughs> all these things i love ice cream i'm a fiend for it pistachio is my favorite <laughs> you know <laughs> like you just have to make that conscious decision and then I like I told myself this along with everyone else who's created, you know, we're in January, it's New Year's, people have their goals and their resolutions. I'm like, just do it today and then follow tomorrow. Say, I did it yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. Mm -hmm. And that's it because we live every day, day by day. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. I might get hit by a bus. You know, I hope not. Yeah. But, <laughs> not but yeah, you never know. So you just have to do it on day by day. So it's the consistency and and making those smaller like little choices that you think is like absolutely key. Mm -hmm. Cre yeah. creating that healthy routine for yourself. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just doing that. Yeah, and that's that's the advice I give to myself. I'm like, I have to follow it. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not helping you. You know, I have to practice. You have to practice what you preach, right? Yep. Right. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, you've got all of these trades and all of these practices and all of these uh, these passions. I kind of want to hear a little bit about some of your influences in the in all of these different things. Um, you know, who who inspires you? Who is somebody who 
um, you know, dead or alive, if you could talk to him today, like whose brain would you pick at? To get? Yeah. That's a good question. Marcus, you inspire me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Marcus inspires me too. Oh, so I don't list. know if I was like sarcastic or not. <laughs> no, man, Marcus is a, he's amazing. Yeah, he is. jeez. Oh, yeah, like Marcus's love for for music and for playing the sax and just learning jazz and all these things. He teaches me things that I would have learned if I went to university and studied music that I would have never expected to learn from someone who's just an instructor. Mm -hmm. You know, you're more like just this ball of knowledge. Oh, I try. When it you you do a great <laughs> job. You're like, oh, like John Coltrane and all these different, you know, like artists. And you're like, if you like this vibe, then you should listen to this artist and you should um what was her name? The female saxist that I followed on Instagram. I forget. Uh, Melissa Aldana, right? Melissa, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you should watch how she does her embouchure. Watch how she does this. You know, you give me examples and it's just really, it's really helpful. Yeah. And, but the inspiring question. You inspire me in the sense of, of trying and being consistent and practicing mm -hmm. because I, you know, I picked up the sax at 23. I'm like, okay, I feel old. I feel like I should have done this when I was a kid. I wish I regret not being put in music as a child. And I'm, you know, even in this stage of my life, I can still learn, but I need to remind myself to be patient. And you help me do that. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, it's okay. Like, like when you give me high fives during practice, I'm just <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, okay, I'm not doing that bad, you know? And then I, I'm lighter on myself. And and it's inspiring to me to keep on achieving, to practice more and be better. Mm -hmm. And same thing with mixing. Like, I haven't gone into mixing reggae music yet, but I'm mixing, like, EDM and, and hip-hop and trying to play these things and listen and, you know, see the what the different buttons and controls do on... Your DJ on, controller. Yeah, on the controller. Yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, there's so many things in my head right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, but dead or alive, I mean, you're a musical influence to me. Absolutely. 100%. Like, yeah, Aaron, good job. Hey. I, I agree with you. <laughs> Call it legacy. Yeah, this is true. Thanks. I don't, you know, like I have so many friends and just people who influence me to just constantly strive for more mm -hmm. and even though i have a lot of people who are like oh you should stick to one thing and get good at it i'm like but i am I'm, i mean i think i'm good at certain things i don't need you to yeah tell me i need to only stick to one thing and be good at one thing like oh. how else am i supposed to evolve right right you're killing it you in know? all the things <laughs> and that's such a great mindset like, to have too just uh like like you said that some of the things you didn't maybe do as a kid but you're not afraid to try now because it's it really it's never too late to it's you know not. pick up pick up an instrument try yeah. to learn something new and and be brave enough to but i know it doesn't seem like you're a shy person oh no but, I, uh, yeah just being brave yeah. enough to like <laughs> be patient with yourself and and give yourself a chance to try new things yeah. and evolve like that absolutely i'm not you know i've i was definitely more outgoing as a kid and i've become more reserved as an adult just because i realize not everybody is so nice or, you know, and I, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but you're, you're just, you have to be careful with where you put your energy or where you want to, you know, 
what river you're trying to flow with or wherever. But I just, you know, I don't I don't have an answer to the question on where or who dead or alive inspires me. I get inspiration from so many things, like even a picture. Mm-hmm. like the colors how did the artist like and then i look up at the sky sometimes in this beautiful sunset i'm like okay that's where they got it mm-hmm. i was like when you see these pretty art photos and you're wondering how this artist blend all these colors oh it's nature okay i see it i see what they're painting that's so inspirational i see the way these rocks are in like a natural labyrinth it's so inspirational the way the music flows and the way it's going through my body it's inspiring me to pick up an instrument Mm -hmm. or you know the way this garlic and onion smell sauteing in my pan it inspires me to feed you yeah (laughs) like it inspires me to make these flavors and like the palate you know your palate is so full of taste buds and explosions of so many (laughs) different things it's just insane i don't you know i i have a lot of inspiration from everybody well it sounds like you're very in touch with yourself and (laughs) and your feelings and like things around you just kind of inspire you you know, Thank and, you. and you, you kind of take in life as you're going along. And that's a, that's I'm, a, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. a rare thing, I think. No, you know, it's yes, yes and no. It's it's an inner battle for sure. Like mm-hmm. it's something that's a constant work in motion. Like mm-hmm. I know my flaws. I know that sometimes I'm too quick to speak. Like I can get angry. I can do all these different things that just don't align with who I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not even what society wants you to be it's what you feel is true to yourself you know and so it's just a journey yeah <laughs> it's a lifelong and, and, journey and a choice. Yeah, yeah and a choice and a choice yeah the conscious a conscious choice mm-hmm. well uh, yeah speaking of journey i know that you um love to travel as well so i mean do you feel like your um your experience through travel has helped um you know inspire you in a lot of ways and i know um do you think that the melting pot of like uh, Los Angeles and like living here, is that like, uh, um, does that attribute to some of your inspiration? LA is a great place. It's a great melting pot. There's a lot of people here. So many different like ethnicities and, you know, like food places who go down the street. I got Indian, Japanese and Korean food. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. never thought about trying galbi gin, like <laughs> some Korean dish. And I love kimchi now and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was very blessed as a kid growing up. I'm Jordanian, so I would go to Jordan every summer for three to four months at a time. And it was it was it's spectacular to be able to see just for a long period of time how other people live, you know, and just like in my comfort of my home here in L.A. with like A.C. sleeping on my mattress and, you know, going to my bathroom like you land at the airport in Jordan and I'm peeing in a hole like in Mm -hmm. the toilet, like, you know, (laughs) on the floor. And I'm just like, wow, okay, so this is this is what it's like, you know, and that's just one small example. But I've traveled all throughout the Middle East. Um, I've traveled to Asia. I've traveled to Europe. And it's just being able and I took classes in college where I'm learning cultural competency, like especially as a dietitian too. And as I got a degree in communication, you have to be able to know how to speak to people mm-hmm. and how to respect boundaries and be, you know, the best representation. You know how a lot of people are like, oh, Americans are so rude. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know, like they don't understand. And so you're trying to defy that, right? As sure. an American. So I'm just like, okay. I know I understand that 
you don't consume this in your culture and in your religion and then it plays out in the dietetic realm and just being culturally competent and understanding how different cultures function. So being able to travel gave me that opportunity as a young kid till now to adulthood to be present and be like, oh, that's not weird. How interesting. Show me more. Tell me why do you do this? Mm -hmm. Why is this a part of your tradition? I would mm. love to learn more. You know, it's never like I'm going to sit here in the corner and just watch and but judge you. We don't you. do that at home, so yeah. I, I'm not interested in Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, show me. I want to learn this dance or I want to drink your tea at night or, you know, like we have a traditional um, dessert that we make during Easter. It's called atayif. It's like a little pancake and you stuff it with walnuts and cinnamon and then it gets put with simple syrup it's so tasty and it's, it's tradition okay and you're just you know yeah it's making me hungry yeah and you're just like i want to taste it i want to try and and be you know culturally aware and integrated mm -hmm. you don't want to this is like another thing of just being open to new things and new people and new adventure out there yeah you know, so I feel like it's had a huge influence on me and music, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I love French music. Mm -hmm. Do I understand a word they say? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love the way it sounds. Mm -hmm. Love French music. I love Arabic music. Like, growing up, I was in belly dance. You know, I just I like all kinds of to hear the different instruments mm -hmm. in the music. Like we have a, a guitar. It's called the Oud. Okay. It's it's just so beautiful. Or a bunch of, I know in Armenian music, there's a lot of wind instruments that are played. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just so, it's so cool to see. It's not just, even though there's nothing wrong with creating beats and stuff on a turntable and on, you know, but it's just these people from years ago have kept these instruments in their music. And it's, it's a consistent, like, this is Hungarian music and this is. You know, it's just it's Japanese music. I've never, you know, I, I'm going to go Google some, <laughs> you know, some Japanese music. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, it's cool. How every, everyone kind of has their own kind of sounds and, you know, cultural rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what what's next for you? Like, what do you have going on uh, currently? And uh, what are you looking forward to in like the next few months? So I am currently a dietitian at a skilled nursing facility. I work with the geriatric population. I love old people. Amazing. Yeah. They're just so knowledgeable. Like, you know, and then in my, in, I had to do an internship and everything. And my preceptor at the time was like, you know, don't be afraid of working at a skilled nursing facility. I know a lot of people out there want to work straight out of hospital. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I don't even take Tylenol. I don't want to go to a hospital. <laughs> I, I don't see myself working clinically in that realm at all because I just want to help the community. You know, I want to be a community dietitian. And so I got this job at a skilled nursing facility and I'm currently working there and they're just so full of knowledge. I have one resident. Her name's Ruth. She plays the piano every day. Uh -huh. And I brought her a book mm -hmm. to play newer modern songs. Okay. So she's learning, you know. Nice. <laughs> so, um, but... This job will be coming to a close. I recently decided that I'm going to go back to school and get my master's so that I can teach, you know, legally <laughs> <laughs> and um, just try to be an influence to other students. I wish, you know, I had teachers who kind of stepped out of the norm 
And when you're in college, you always wonder like, oh, how is my professor going to be? And then you get that one that goes a little bit off the book. Sure. You know? And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh. The one that kind of sticks with you and like. Yeah. Like, oh, I I see what they're saying. Like, oh, it's a different, it's a different outlook. I hope to be that person. Yeah. For some, even students, like I've thought about going and teaching just seminar on how to read a nutrition label at high schools like i just feel like it's so important yeah but those are that's the next step is returning back to school while working i'll be finding something and i'm actually going to thailand in two weeks to become a yoga teacher trainer yeah i'm super excited like i want to integrate you know wellness in every sense like meditating and Mm. practice and body movement rhythm and so I'm I'm very eager. You're all in. <laughs> yeah, very cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm just so those are the plans. After I don't know what my life will be like, but I'm not worried. It doesn't it doesn't sound like you're worried. You're just, no, uh, a lot of plans. Lot <laughs> yeah, of cool. Plans. Very yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. that's I like, awesome. I like to say busy. Def- definitely keep us posted on the. Oh, I will. We're gonna do we're what, gonna what do a practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be inviting you to my hike and my hike and flow class. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, we should, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about it and invite us to some of those yoga classes. <laughs> Maybe too we won't video it, but uh. yeah, why not? You know, you give your viewers a chance to to chill out. Right. Even though I hope you're all chilling, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is uh, oh. Zaina Hatar. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Marcus and Aaron. Oh, absolutely! It's a pleasure having you. It's a pleasure being here.